I'm Bruce Worson, pastor of His Place Community Church. The following message came from a Sunday morning right here at His Place. Face any new temptations this week? Or just the same old grind? <laughs> same old grind? I, I'm just curious. How many of you have faced some new temptations this week? Yeah? How many is just the same old grind? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, let's, let's do the little recap of the Lord's Prayer Guide, which leads us to start each day adoring our dad and then revering our creator, followed by hallowing our God, which, remember, means discussing our obedience and our trust, then kneeling to our king as we discuss the day's plans for advancing dad's kingdom, and then yielding to his will as our Lord, and then requesting just enough, remember that was the point there, just enough daily dough so we're not distracted from our true bread of life, and then confessing our mess, I love that picture, confessing, it's right in your face, confessing our mess of committed sins, okay, so that our judge can wipe our slate clean, as, this was last Sunday, as we're imitating our mentor and canceling the debts of the sins of others, which brings us right to today. It is now time to talk about the potential sins of the day. And so we pray each day, and now we come to this line, and it's time to talk about the sins that I'm likely to commit today. And so we say, read it with me and emphasize the all cap words, please, and lead us not into temptation. Read it again. And lead us not into temptation. It's not the most intuitive line in the LPG, the Lord's Prayer Guide. Lead us not into temptation. A lot of people scratch their heads at this and you go, well, doesn't dad automatically lead us in the other direction? I mean, why are we praying lead us not into temptation? Is he leading us in, well, Brother James, and I call him Brother James because he's most likely the brother of Jesus. Brother James is not unclear at all when he says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Uh, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Okay. However, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil which was actually a really, really good thing, for we do not have a, notice all the negatives, like the not into, and now we got the, for we do not have a high priest who is not able to, it was just a style, not able to sympathize with our weaknesses, but who has been tempted in all things in the same way, but without sin, and so just right off, notice it's not a sin to be tempted. Sometimes when we're battling with temptation, we, we feel like we're dirty. Like, oh, I've been battling that temptation, Lord. The battle is not a sin. Jesus was led into that battle. And it is not unloving to lead someone to a place of temptation or a place of testing. If the purpose is, if it's in order to, you know, guide them to not give in to it. I'll make that point in just a moment that we do it with our kids all the time. 
Uh, but I just want to let you know there's two Greek words that are interchangeably translated throughout the New Testament as either temptation or test or trial because they mean more or less the same thing. And in the transcripts, on a footnote on the bottom, I found one verse uh, that has uh, both words in it. And then I give you three translations that translate you know, both words either as uh, temptation and another one as test and then another one as trial. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. So translators choose the different versions uh, to try and help us understand the point of the writer. And so I'm going to do that right now when I tell you that Brother James explains that God does not do the tempting, but he does allow the testing. Now those are the same words, but it helps us kind of comprehend what the point is. And the reason he does is because this particular testing slash tempting slash trial has a loving, eternal purpose for his children. So just as, and this is a big point of the message today, just as the Holy Spirit took Jesus to his dance with the devil, our shepherd will take us to a place of temptation in order to lead us, not into it, but either around it, away from it, or through it. And this can be a bit confusing at first, so listen closely. Does God tempt us? No. He's the loving Father. Does God test us? Yes. He's a loving Father. Can there be a test without a temptation? No. So, what, wait, what? <laughs> What's the difference between doing the tempting and allowing the testing? Uh, good parenting. Good parenting. Because if you're a good parent, you would never, ever tempt your teenager to get drunk or get high or to commit sexual sin. But you'll drive them to the prom. And you know, you know full well, they'll be dancing with all three of these temptations. Right? You're not, you're not ignorant. You're not ignorant, notwithstanding what your teen thinks. I don't know the funniest thing about old Napoleon Dynamite. He's missing his jacket there. <laughs> I was just telling Kent. When I watched Napoleon Dynamite, my biggest uh, eye-opener was, I have that exact suit hanging in the attic <laughs> from my eighth grade graduation. It's uh, my old angel flight suit with the bell bottom. I went up and I got it and <laughs> showed it to all the kids. Look how cool dad is. I have Napoleon Dynamite suit. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, the reason we're not outright opposed to like, well, if that, they're going to dance with that at the prom, then nobody should ever take their kid to the prom. No, the reason we are not outright opposed to these types of events, and it's subjective, and you have to weigh out, you know your kids, if you're, you're good parents, but it's because our only other option is, is to not allow them to develop, not allow them to strengthen, not allow them to mature, not allow them to fail. And you know, that's life. That's life. And that's why we advise them and warn them even as we drive them to their dance with the devil, to their place of temptation, right? We take them to it. In this way, we take them to temptation, meaning a place where they face the test. 
But we never, never would take them into temptation, to fall, to fall into temptation. Just the opposite. We advise them and then we hope and pray they'll follow our lead, not into it, even though we're taking them up to it. Right? Just like our shepherd, we prepare them as much as we can. Then you got to just let them go. You know, you prepare them as much as you can, arming them, arming them with, with our insight, providing them a way of escape, right? So they can bear it with our help. Hey, if it's too much, just call any trouble. Just call me. I'll be there. But just like with our Father in heaven, we are limited in our, in our efforts to safeguard our, our kids we're limited by our kids, specifically by their own free will, their own free willingness to receive and to act on what we've offered them, the insight, the wisdom. Call me. But you gotta, it's their dance. It's their dance. You gotta drop them off. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond, beyond what you can bear by utilizing everything you're receiving from what he's offering. But, where are we at? But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. See, it's this thing, that's the goal. He, he wants you to stand up under that thing. He wants us to grow up. And what happens when we consistently stand under a weight? Our muscles grow. So I'm told it's <laughs> the thing that happens. Uh, we stand under a load so that they'll stress. They'll stress, tear a little bit, and then heal bigger and stronger. It is the same way with spiritual muscle. That's how spiritual muscle grows. You gotta stress it, tears a little bit, and then it heals stronger and bigger. You grow, you grow. Just before, Brother James assures us that God doesn't tempt us. He said, well, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, stood under the weight, the test, that person will receive the crown of life. They grow. The, the Lord has promised to those who love him. Who love him. Temptations come in two forms. Two forms. Avoidable. And guess what the next one is? Unavoidable. <laughs> That's it. Unavoidable. That's, we got to talk because I think this is one of the reasons that the, the prayer is to lead us not into. Because there's two different approaches. Because there's two ways sin comes to us with its tempting voice. The avoidable temptations and the unavoidable temptations. So we must follow our good shepherd's lead, not into, but away from, around the avoidable. You know, and that we pray in, in the morning to, okay, I know it's coming. I gotta take some steps to avoid it. But then we have to pray to our good shepherd to lead us not into, but through. The unavoidable. 
the unavoidable, where all of a sudden it just shows up. Oh, boy, that's a low-cut blouse. Oh, boy, shoe sale. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to go up something. <laughs> I'm better at the guy temptation than the... <laughs> Everything I'm thinking to say right now is too inappropriate for a mixed company. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Through the unavoidable, stand up under it. Because, because our shepherd is faithful, he'll not allow what we cannot handle without him. Because in this world down here, we must learn to trust his lead and to lean on his word. This is, he made this whole place for us to grow, for us to mature, us to learn. So here's the question that we each ask ourselves. When are you most often dropped off at your dance and not on your best behavior? What is that for you? What is your dance in life where, boy, I get dropped off and I'm sucked right into the sin? That's why we pray every day. That's why this is a daily prayer. And so we pray, this line of the LPG, lead us not into temptation, <laughs> around it, through it, man up under it. We pray that line, and then we pause to identify this day, just looking at the day, going, okay, what are the avoidable and unavoidable temptations bound to come my way today? And then we personalize this portion by discussing our plans to avoid the avoidable and to follow closely through the unavoidables. You know, each time Jesus was tempted, and we are told, he, I'm quoting, he suffered when he was tempted. This wasn't like, oh, he's God, so he just... No, he emptied himself of a lot of his glory so that he could experience what we experience. So that he could understand from this, from this view. He suffered when he was tempted, and we're told that whenever Jesus was tempted, he had a way of escape that his father provided. What was it? What was Jesus' way of escape provided by the father? Say it louder. Sc scripture, the word. Right? It is written. It was the scripture that was stockpiled in Jesus' heart. And so whenever the enemy uh, uh, came to him, whatever he threw at him, Jesus resisted him, stood up under it, and <laughs> riddled him with scripture. It is written, it is written, it is written, stood his ground. The final one in the, of the big three, when it says, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. And that was the end of that, that one. And the devil fled. You see, there's a time to flee. That's the avoidables. Remember Joseph and old Mrs. Potiphar? There's a time to flee from sin. It's whenever you can. And then there's a time to stand your ground at the dance. Because that's your only option. It's confusing in the midst of all of this. That's what helps us grow. And that's why we have to plan for it each day. We plan for it so we're not caught off guard by it. Because down here in the place we mature, things seem a bit backward when you really think about it. Because we don't learn the lesson till after the test. 
Well, Paul says down here, things are like looking in a mirror. Everything's backward. That seems a little backwards, but that's how it works for growth. You learn the lesson after you take the test. Because that's how the tearing and repairing of spiritual muscle works. We gotta, we gotta lean into him and his word and resist the devil. Because we won't stand under, no, if we won't, I read that wrong. If we, here, read it with me, I apparently have a hard time. If we won't stand under, we won't understand. Say that again. If we won't stand under, we won't understand. You got to understand that and grow through it. And then you look back and you go, oh, I see why the Lord took me through that. And at this point, there are people thinking, so lead me not into temptation. I just asked that, don't drive me to the dance. I don't, I don't need to go to the dance. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not an option. That is not an option. He's taking you to the dance. It is because it's not possible. We face a daily dance with both avoidables and unavoidables. And even though it might feel like that battle is raging outside, you know, it's the battle with that sale on shoes or the battle with a juicy piece of gossip or a battle with the gal, the low cut blouse, whatever it is. It may feel like that's where the battle is. That's not the battle. That's not. That's not where the dance takes place. Do you remember that scary campfire story where a babysitter gets uh, murderous threats on the phone? And so I, I don't know why I find this part funny. She nails all the doors and windows shut in the house, you know, just to be safe, and then, and then calls the police. And they say what? You know the punchline, right? He's inside. The call's coming from inside the house. She's just nailed everything shut. <laughs> well, brace yourself. Brace yourself. There's a reason Dad wants to drive us to the dance every day. Guess where it's being held? Inside the house. It's inside your heart. My heart. Oh, and... and, and it's not really a prom dance. This is the kind of dance boxers do in the ring. Brother James says, each one is tempted when by their own evil desire. They're tempted by their own evil desire. Uh, he's dragged away and enticed. So there's just no avoiding it. Because it's a battle between you and you. Me and me. So we better make our daily plan to flee when we can and to stand our ground when we must. And it only makes sense that we would do this every day. And it doesn't take a long time. You know, that's the nice thing about the Lord's Prayer Guide. It's, these lines are quick and personalized. Once we get used to it, it just leads us through so much of what covers everything we need to prepare for the day. And we do this so that he can lead us into not buying whatever we're selling ourselves. Because <laughs> we're selling ourselves short. Because the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. And the call is coming from inside. Who can, who can understand it? Well, I'll tell you who. 
Because I want you to understand your heart. Who can understand their deceitful heart? Anyone who's gone a few rounds and stood their ground. You, You stand under it. You'll understand it. Anyone who stands their ground and has a desire to serve God with a loyal heart. With a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts. Okay. And understands all the intent of the thoughts. Obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people. But, oh, they followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts. Yeah, back then, each one, Jeremiah said, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart. No one listens. Evil people who refuse to hear my words, who follow the dictates of their hearts. Now, they refuse to love the truth and So be saved. For this reason, for this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion, leading them to believe what is false. Yeah, you know what? He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. That guy who's scattered in his imagination, well, he blesses himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace even though I follow the dictates of my own heart. So the Lord says, return now and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, that is hopeless. <laughs> so we will walk according to our own plans. And we will, everyone, obey the dictates of his evil heart. Because you see, we all, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. And what's that mean? That means each of us has turned to his own way. But... The Lord has laid on him, our Savior, our Redeemer, the iniquity of us all. Luke says, watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Peter adds this, rejoice, rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. There's a trials, temptations, tests. These have come. You want to know why they're coming? Here it is. These have come so that your faith may be proved genuine, proved like gold and silver refined. They're made genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor. When Jesus Christ is revealed, though you have not seen him, you love him. You believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith. The salvation of your souls. This is what it entails. So consider it pure joy, Brother James says. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials, tests, temptations. Of many kinds. Because now you know. You know. That the testing, tempting, trying of your faith. Develops perseverance. It's all got purpose. But we have to start the day. Praying it through. Thinking about it. What's avoidable? What's unavoidable? How am I getting around it? Away from it? And through it? Stand up under it? 
People get hung up on this negative grammatical uh, construct, that was technically called the negative grammatical construct, of lead us not into temptation as though it means that God's going to lead us. You know, I've got to ask him not to. And it's only odd because it's unfamiliar. I was looking up uh, uh, online about the lead us not into, and I stumbled across um, an English translation site for people who are learning to speak English. And a student on this site asked, I love this, what does I'm not into it mean? He's like, oh, we use that phrase. She says, what does I'm not into it mean? I can't grasp it. And then somebody answered, English speakers say not into as a polite way of saying I don't like. <laughs> I thought that's really funny. Like, she's not into you because you're not into Harry Potter. We actually use negative grammatical constructs all the time. Here's a few. Here's a few, a uh, handful of several. I just have peppered this sermon with them. And we don't think anything of it. You know? It's not the most intuitive. Not unclear. It's not unloving. We, use it, we talk this way. But for some reason, we get to the lead us not into it. We go, oh, it's crazy. And you need to know, I'm a little upset with New King James. I replaced the... New King James line uh, with the old king, more literal King James line, because I'm sorry, we are not going to pray to God, do not lead us. That's all wrong. You need to follow the way it was written, lead us, not into. It's lead us. I ain't going to pray to God, don't lead me. Don't lead me there. So... From this Sunday on, you're going to see that this has been replaced. That one line has been replaced because this makes way more sense. Lead us not into. Uh, knowing that we're going to that dance, we're saying, do lead us, whether around or through, not into the not so good that we want to do. This is not a prayer to be spared. Okay, It's a prayer to be strengthened. There's a big difference. It's not a prayer to be spared, prayer to be strengthened. Brother James says, submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uh-oh, seems we're getting a text from that dance. What's coming in? Hey, want to get drunk? Oh, that's inappropriate. Uh, no, I'm not into that. Okay, good. Why? God led me to be not into it. Okay. Oh, think he'd lead me to be not into it? Sure. Just ask him to lead you to be not into that temptation. Not bad. I like that advice. Oh, and this text right here is from Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane when he was facing his last and greatest temptation the night before the cross and warning his disciples why to pray this way. Let's listen in. He says, watch and pray <laughs> There's something wrong about doing that with scripture. Watch and pray. This just in. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Jesus just supplied us the missing word. Not into temptation. Lead us not, into, lead us not to fall into temptation. That's what we're praying. Lead us not to fall into temptation. Temptation. Spirit is willing, but you all know the body is weak. The body is weak. Without some resistance training, got to stand under it. 
or you won't understand. So I'm thinking maybe we should watch and pray, uh, lead us not to fall into temptation, or at least keep that in mind. Lead us not to fall into temptation, and then we make a plan for the avoidable ones that call us to come, and the unavoidables that come to us. You only have three tempting options. Flee from it, if you can. Stand up under it, if you must. Or fall for it. That's it. Those are our three. Let's read them together. Flee from it, stand up under it, or fall for it. So what will it be? What will it be when you're dropped off at the dance tomorrow? This is not a prayer to be spared. It is a prayer to be strengthened. It is not a prayer to be spared from the battle. It is a prayer to be led right up to it. And then either around it or through it, under it, clad in the full armor of God and ready to rumble whenever we're tempted to fall for the call that comes from inside. And we know it's time to face the music and dance. Let's memorize together what we'll personalize alone. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done as it, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thanks for listening in. Why don't you join us on a Sunday morning? If you'd like more information about the church, just point your browser to hisplacechurch.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.